0: For like a couple years or not, it's like a way you know, walking dead thing. You wake up and you're like in the hospital and you're like, What happened? But seriously, it was one of those naps. And it was actually my son that woke me up. Um, and he does this thing where he'll kiss me on the nose, um, and it's the cutest thing in the world. He literally, like, I'll be like, and then he'll run over and he'll like, Give me the gentlest kiss on the nose. If I'm, and that cute when you're like pretend sleeping. But when I'm actually sleeping, I don't feel it. So he tries again. And Kate said this happened one time. And then he goes and he, he just like does this running smack right on my face. And it's, uh, that happened today and it was delightful. So all that to say, uh, I want to just say welcome. If this is your first time here, uh, we're so stoked that you're here at Exchange. And uh, I know for me, um, I often found myself in seasons of being in church for a long time. Uh, and actually as a college student, it was one of the seasons where it was really hard for me to find a home church, and I bounced around to so many different churches, Uh, and I know it can be really tough, but yeah, if this is the first time you've been here, man, you haven't been to church in a long time, Um, I just want to say welcome, man, this is your home. Um, Last week, uh, Ben uh, let me know that you guys did a You Should Care, and we're in this series called You Should Care, Uh, and Ben did it about excellence, and uh, really just this idea, like Jesus said, go ahead and know that I'm God by my works, and how we should live our life worthy of the calling. Um, because God is at work in us. And I, and I think this is so great. And uh, Ben texted me yesterday. He's like, hey, this is what I want you to speak on. And I was like, cool. Thanks, Ben. A lot of prep time. Um, no, but uh, tonight we're going to talk about you should care about people. You should care about people. Um, that just seems like such a no dust statement, right? Like, of course you should care about people. You should really obviously care about people in your life. I'm not, like, I don't think any message in church you're ever going to, like, hear, like, somebody's like, hey, uh, welcome to Westside Exchange. Um, I just want you to know that people are going to abandon you, and you have to lone wolf it for the rest of your life. Survive! You know, no, I don't think anyone's ever going to say that. Uh, No one is ever going to look at you and just say, you know what, hey, don't love people. I think the challenge for us tonight, though, is that we all say that. It's an entirely different thing if we do it. Do we actually care about people? Do we actually love people? Uh, And I think that's a little bit more challenging. Uh, To me, I'm like, I, I just instantly, and what's so funny is like family, I mean, like I'm the first person to throw my sister under the bus. I'm also the first person to like fight somebody if they slightly inconvenience my sister, you know, like, I'm like, oh, I was like, she dated this dude named Farron, and he was like this, just, I called him Ferret just to spite him. I was like, how's Ferret doing? Cause one time, literally, we were out for dinner, and my sister like said something to him, and he literally looked at her, and he was like, "You shouldn't do that." And it had that like controlling vibe for just a split second, where I was like, oh, "He gonna die <laughs> right now?" I'm like about to leap over the table and like give him some brie right in the face. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna catch these hands. Um, all that being said, um, you <laughs> you should care about people, but I want to talk really tonight about the whys and hows about how we care about people. Um, Let me be really blunt, um, because I think you guys are older, more mature. You can handle a a little more uncomfortable conversation. But it's insane how incredibly divisive people are today. Like, literally, um, our president tweeted about the NFL, and now everybody's, like, freaking out about everything on the planet. And literally, like, I mean, like, I can't even watch football. And enjoy it, right? I'm like sitting there thinking about like what are the political ramifications uh, for uh, this weekend? Oh my goodness, this is quite spicy. You know, it's like I can't even enjoy football, and it's like we're so divisive. And I just want you to think like whatever your 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 political persuasion or what are your philosophical philosophical. That sounds like a like a falafel that you get from a Aristotle. Um, Jeez, what am I saying? Um, But whatever your belief system is, we can agree that at the end of the day, people are what is important. People are what we need to value, and you should care about people. And the thing that messes us up is that we tend to confuse what that actually looks like. What does it actually look like to love somebody, care for somebody? Um, I'm going to read a lot of scripture um, because here's the thing. Uh, somebody once said this to me, and it rocked my world, but they, everybody wants to hear God speak to them, but we routinely ignore what God's already said. In other words, we want God to speak to us, but we don't even pick up the Bible. We don't even care about what he already said. Um, and if I want to hear him speak, I should listen to what he says. Uh, in Romans 12:9 through 21, I know, it's 12 verses. Stick with me. Paul says this. He says, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Okay, that's tough. Um, I want you guys just a real quick side note. Um, I encourage you guys, pull out your phones, um, take notes. Um, If you have your Bible here, you will forget every message on the planet except for the funny stories that you heard. Um, I'm, I'm really not kidding. Like, I can, like, think back on so many messages. I'm like, yeah, he told this story about one time uh, when his brother was on drugs, and they got in this fight, and he tried to put a jar of mayonnaise on his head. And it was like, what? How outrageous. What was the sermon about? I don't know. <laughs> and so I just encourage you guys, pull out your phone right now. Go ahead and do it. Don't be shy. Um, take notes. You know, absorb what God is saying. I don't think I have some, like, beautiful, elaborate message that's going to rock your world. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe. Um, But at the same time, um, if God speaks something to you, it's so easy for us to forget what the Lord has been speaking to us. So back to Scripture. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, (laughs) uh, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Ooh, ooh, here we go. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. That right there, I think, is a little tough for us. And I want to come back to that. And don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will reap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. That is a laundry list of stuff. And I think so often we repay evil for evil. Somebody inconveniences me, bothers me. Um, It's amazing how quickly, uh, if I don't get my cup of coffee in like less than five minutes, um, I'm borderline furious. And you laugh at that, but I'm kind of serious. Like, I was at Lone Pine, and homie was just talking with one of his friends, and I was like, okay, give me that waffle right now. I was like, I want that waffle. And it took, like, probably about eight minutes to get just a simple vanilla mocha. It's delightful, but it took a while. And it's just, you think about, like, in my moment, I wanted to treat him poorly. I wanted to express my disgust with his lack of service. Um, I didn't pause to think maybe he's having a hard time. Maybe he's having a rough day and he needs to catch up with one of his friends. We tend to just repay evil for evil. And I think um, I'm skipping ahead here, but um, and I want you guys to think about that. Do I love people? Do I care about people? You should care about people. And and I think if we would look at that statement, everybody would say yes. Especially for people in need, right? I mean, like you look at Puerto Rico right now. You look at all the people that are devastated by hurricanes. Um, they're people in need. You're like, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's 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 be there. Let's help those people. Um, but what about people that annoy you? What about people that frustrate you? What about your coworker that's just lazy? And every time you see that you're on a shift with them, you're just like, no God, no, take this cup from me, Lord. Um, or what about like? Family members, you know. What about people who are bigots in your life? What about people who are just, you know, I mean, for you ladies out there, the creepy dude that won't leave you alone. Please don't look around right now. Some of you guys are like. <laughs> I ain't looking. No. Um, and I think, and I, and I preached a while, uh, like a month ago or so in community, and there's a C.S. Lewis quote that just, that, Messed with me, and I was like, Oh, just good, let's put it in there. And it's this it's easier to be enthusiastic about humanity with a capital H than it is to love individual men and women, especially those who are uninteresting, exasperating, depraved, or otherwise unattractive. Loving everybody in general may be an excuse for loving nobody in particular. That hurts, man. Um. It's amazing to me that we have, I mean, on my, on my Facebook posts, you just, Facebook is just the worst. Can we, I mean, just, I feel like Facebook just makes me angry. Twitter is just my justification. I'm always like, yes, yes, favorite, favorite, retweet. Facebook, I'm just like, why are you saying these things, Uncle Luke? Ah! Um, but it's amazing to me that you can love, like, right, we all want to honor veterans, right? We all want to do that. We're all like, respect the flag, honor veterans. But when was the last time any of those people posting that took a veteran out and, and made sure that he had food for his family? You want to talk about honoring your veterans, right? Oh, yeah, of course we care about it. But when it comes to the practical aspect of actually caring for someone, doesn't show up. What about making sure we pass laws to, like, actually take care of them? Um, I don't think veterans are as concerned about us, like, football players kneeling during an anthem uh, as much as they are making sure that their families have food, that they're provided for, that the sacrifices that they made, the limbs that they lost in war, that there's actually a process there to support people. Can I just say I think that's more what we should be talking about? And not to like just be like, I can sense the tension already. Um, but that's so true. I mean, you think about the fact that all of us, right, we, we would say, oh, I really, I'm, I, I'm not a racist, I'm not a bigot. But are we supporting systems and things like that that are encouraging that? Um, I'm going to tell a story in a little bit, but I, I want to just dive into this, is that um, we can't politically ignore loving people when Christ calls us to love everybody. And sometimes it's uncomfortable and it's messy. Um, I never like calling out people for, like, stuff that they say. Um, and it, it, it can get really awkward but I want to be like Christ and Jesus would be all about loving people more than he would be about any political affiliation. Amen. And that that was a hesitant. Amen. And I get it. Um, but I don't think Jesus would be a Democrat or a Republican. He would be Jesus and love people. And the gospel is not only for the cool and socially connected, it's for everyone. And uh, I said this before, but God's greatest work in your life might come disguised as your biggest inconvenience. Um, You guys actually have told this story before to this group and uh, again, but um, I had a young man in my life that I literally tried to push out, uh, ended up being one of the people that I ended up bringing to Christ because he annoyed me so much. Um, And it was just this whole entire story of inviting him to church to try to push him away. He ended up coming and got saved. Uh, And it was this just total like, what the heck? And was he the like bane of my existence? Yes. I mean, like just in your face, you know, like like personal space invader, he talked to you like right here, and you're like, "Why? You don't need to be this close. You step back, he lunges forward, you know, you're just like, "Ah. Awful. But I think, right, if we're struggling tonight with this idea of you should love people. If you're struggling with this idea of, like, loving people that are different with you or different than you or have a different belief system or maybe they're awkward or socially weird or whatever, um, I don't know what – I'm trying to remember who said this. But, I mean, we we treat people so differently based on how they look. Um, You know, attractive people, man. I mean, like, we'll bend over backwards to be like, oh, my gosh, like, they have such leadership potential. I'm like, no, they're cute. (laughs) It's not leadership potential. I mean, if that's what you want to go for, though. Um, You know, it's like somebody said – uh, if he's cute, it's flirting. If he's ugly, it's harassment. And I was just like, oh, but yeah. But oh, that's brutal. But it's true. Like, right? We we treat people so differently based on, like, we treat smart people better. We treat athletes better. We treat all these things, whatever. It's just, it's this difficult people that we often treat the worst. But let me just say this. And if you guys are taking notes, I want you to just write down kind of this this thought. When you don't value people, it shows that you really don't understand God. Because you're not valuing what was created in his image. When you're not valuing people, you're not valuing God. Um, we are in fellowship the closest that we will ever be to what it's actually like to experience God. Not in creation. Not in Anything else other than the pinnacle of creation, people. So when we are in the presence of people, that is really when we can know God the most. And I'm just going to say, and and man, I, I think the church can be really frustrating sometimes. I'm not one of those people that's like church sucks and it's awful and it's the abomination. We just need to go back to homes and be in house churches. And that's the way to do it. No, I love church. I, I I got saved because of church. I, I met Jesus. I met my wife because of church. I love this church. But man, does the church with a capital C, not just Westside, but church in general, does it frustrate me sometimes? Um, you see people just treating people poorly that are in the name of Jesus. Or I, I just remember like this lady just trashing this this business. And I'm like, man, okay, I understand you're frustrated, but, man, you were, like, actually affecting people's livelihoods. And, you know, literally she was like, well, good thing, too. I mean, they shouldn't be in business. And I was just like, oh, I, I, I get your frustration, but, man. Um, I, and here's the thing, right, is I, I see people who, um, you know, uh, just post the most ridiculous stuff. Like, I had a woman in, uh, who's a good friend of mine went to life with me at uh, uh, college, whatever. Uh, went to life, you're like, did life? Went to li-? you're not currently in life? Um, no, it's a college I went to. Um, but she's back east now, and she was expressing her frustrations about being a woman in ministry. Um, and guy literally commented on her profile, like, it was one of those, like, you're just like, it's so long, you just don't even want to read it, and it's just so, like, oh, my gosh, just... Quoting scripture out that's out of context, being like, maybe if you didn't wear such tight clothing, you know, like people would take you more seriously. Uh, Just on and on and on and on and on and on. And I'm just going to say this, like, first of all, women, I am so sorry if the church has ever made you feel less than or subjugated. Can I just say that there are future pastors, leaders, teachers, people who are going to change the world who are women in here. Amen. And let me just say too, like women, like you are not responsible for a man's lust. Um, that is on me. I'm never going to teach my son, like, oh hey, make sure those uh you know girls over there, uh, make sure they're wearing proper clothing, you know. Like, a man cannot look, you know. A man cannot. Um, anyway, I don't mean to get on my soapbox there. I'm gonna step off of that. Um, but this happened in church this last weekend, and I'm not even really comfortable. Sharing this, but um, I think it's important because y- you think that everybody just gets it. We need to love everybody. Um, I have two uh, um, African American students that come to my ministry, and um, this uh, they, they're there every week. Um, I see them every Sunday, and a um, guy comes in behind them and basically proceeds to tell me how, hey, if you uh, if you need help getting these guys out of the church, you just let me know. And then proceeded to make a racist comment. And um, I'm just looking at these kids, and I'm like, they're 15 and 16 years old. I mean, they got braces. You know, I mean, they're like the least threatening dudes on the planet, you know? Like, hey, Spencer, how's it going? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, hey, man. Um, And I just think, like, in our church, in this church, there's people who don't love and care about other people. and that just makes me, rather than, you know, I mean, I, I got so flustered by that. I got so overwhelmed by that. Um, and I, uh, I, I just struggle with that. You know, I, I just think back in college, I, I had a good friend of mine that was was sexually assaulted um, by somebody in their church. And I just, I just remember just crying with her and just not trying to explain anything, but just being like, man, the church is messed up. And sometimes the people in the church, and I'm taking a little time to talk about this because I think it's so important. Um, because I think a lot of you in college as a young adult may have been hurt by the church at some point, or people in the church. And it's important that we take some time to talk about it. Um, St. Augustine, who is, you know, one of the early church fathers, wrote some amazing stuff, wrote some crazy stuff. You know, it's a little out there, Augustine. Like, take it back a bit, take it back. Um, But he said this. He said, the church is a whore, but she's also my mother. And that idea of the church is capable of doing really awful things. um, But the church is also capable of doing incredible, amazing, life-giving things. Because, see, at some point, church might hurt you. But let me just say that the church will also be the source of your greatest healing. The church will be the source of your greatest fellowship and friendship. The church will be the greatest source of inspiration in your life. The church will be the place that you find God, and God grows so much in your heart that you start to change the circumstances that you're seeing in the world. You start to love and value people because you're in the church. And let me just say that if you're here tonight and you're struggling, don't give up. Don't give up on that. Um, I know for me, I had a few rough weeks, man, when I was a little baby Christian, and I didn't know anything. You know, I just, like, assumed. Like, I literally was that dude that called Job Job in the Bible. I was like the book of Job, and they're like, it's Job, you dummy. And I'm like, I don't know anything. Um, and and so, like, I get it. I get it. But let me just say is, like, don't give up on these people. Don't give up on this process. Don't give up on the church. Because the church, not anything else, is the hope of the world. The church is what God is going to use to bring his light to this nation, to this very place, to central Oregon, and he's going to use you. And you might be like, oh, my gosh, I'm not perfect. We're like, God uses imperfect people. God always uses the less than. God's not the guy who goes out, he sees, you know, all of David's brothers, and they're like warriors, and they're not even like firstborn, really last in the pecking order, and says, I'm going to use this guy. And they're like, seriously? Um, And that's the thing, is we tend to judge people that God is using. God might use somebody that's in addiction right now. And we might say, like, oh, why are they in church right now? <laughs> why are they here? <laughs> they just, I know, I just saw on their Instagram, they were just partying it up and sleeping with everybody this last week, and why are they here? That's what we say. <laughs> and God uses people like that, which is crazy. Used Rahab, which is like a legit prostitute. Like, legit, not just like name-calling. But let me just say that people... Are the, pe- the People are the people. Yeah, good one, Spencer. Um, people are what point you back to Jesus. In moments of doubt, in moments of wrestling with really hard questions, it's people that often bring me back to the feet of the feet of Jesus. It's often people that give me perspective that I need. It's often people that will hear me and, and walk with me and wrestle with me. Um, I had a situation a long time ago where, where I had, um, you know, my best friend passed away just suddenly. I mean, out of nowhere. Um, and I just remember feeling so alone and feeling so isolated and so struggled. And at this moment of just being like, but I'm not. I have so many people in my life, and I just, I just need to open up, and I just need to let them in. And people will be the people that <laughs> people will be the people. <laughs> people will bring the greatest healing in your life, the greatest encouragement. And God will use you to do amazing things to build His church because His church is people. And what I want you guys to do, and I, I mean, and this is probably the most important thing: is why, how do I care about people? How do I love people? How do I grow people? Um, let me just say: you either tolerate your circumstances and the circumstances of your culture, or you try to change it. One of those two things. If you're not feeling connected, um, you can't just tolerate that. You can't just be like, "Well, why isn't no one talking to me?" I'm like. I'm just an introvert, and I'm struggling with that. like, yeah, that might be true, but go, go, go. Talk to people. Connect with people. Put yourself out there, and don't give up on that. I mean, I had somebody one time that that I watched come to my church. They left, um, came back the next week, and I noticed that people came and talked to them and just said, hey, how's it going? But they didn't, she didn't reciprocate or anything like that. And then later, she was talking to me. She's like, I just don't feel like anyone's talking to me. Nobody loves me here. I'm like, you've put forth zero effort. You sit in your chair, and you just don't talk to anybody. I mean, it's like you're expecting this community to cater to your every need, but you have to contribute, you know? I mean, I'm a, I'm a grizzled CrossFit veteran. I went one time, and it was just amazing to see just how everyone's contributing. Everyone's encouraging, you know? Ben's halfway across the room. He's like, you got this job. Are you are doing good. And I'm like, I don't got anything. I'm terrible. Um, and that's the thing, though, is that everyone contributes, Right? We contribute to the people around us. So this is so important is that if you want to know how do I love people, how do I support people, how do I care about people, start building up your friendships. Man, are you a person that builds up or are you a person that beats up? Do you, do you take time to rag on your friends? Or are you encouraging? Friend has a bad day or you're like, oh, that sucks. Let's, uh, let's go hang out. Let's go to Timber. You know, that's not that it's not bad, but just to be like, man, no, you got this, man. You, you are you's kind. You kind, You strong. Um, I mean, shoot, somebody said that to me once when I was having a bad day, and it was a total joke, but it made me laugh, and you need people to laugh with, okay, man, there's nobody, nobody likes a dud, all right, let's be honest, you gotta laugh at people's jokes, you know what I'm saying, if somebody makes a dumb joke, but <laughs> um, just be there for people, and let me say this, is that people are gonna keep you in this fight, people are gonna grow you, and, and this is the most important thing I think I'm gonna say tonight, is you are the best pastor that your friends are ever going to have. You are the best pastor your friends are ever going to have. Ben and I, I mean, hopefully, you know, we're playing Super Nintendo Classic till we're like old and in our 80s or whatever. But we might not be in each other's life. We might not be in your life. But you're going to have those friends that are core to your life, the family that you choose, in your life for a long time. And here's the thing. For the friends in my life, look, my pastor moved away. He's somewhere else. But am I still in touch with my friends? Yeah, I keep in touch with my friends. He's in Germany right now. He's living there. And I'm like, dude, he encourages me. He speaks life into me. You're the best pastor your friends are ever going to have. Jesus says this in John 15. He says, I have told you these things that you may be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay one's life for one's wait." (laughs) <laughs> Lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Um, here's the thing. You might say, you know, as I'm saying, you're the best pastor your friends are ever happy. I'm like, Pastor pastor. <laughs> I am uh, not a licensed reverend. And I'm like, no, you're not. And that's okay. That just means you can't do weddings, people. You're fine. Um, which you can just actually get a piece of paper if that's pretty easy. Um, but here's the thing. You don't have to have your life together to impact someone else's. And just like I said, even if you're struggling right now, you're like, I just feel like I'm partying too much or I'm not doing smart things with my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. It's like that doesn't mean that God won't use you in those moments. Because I have, <coughs> Jeez. I have this moment where I'm like, is this the end? I'm not ready, Lord. <laughs> I still haven't touched an elephant yet. <laughs> it's my 40 by 40. Have an elephant hand me a beverage. I'm so excited. All right. Because I'm like, people see elephants all the time. I'm like, I don't want to meet an elephant. I want an elephant to hand me a cool, delicious beverage with its trunk. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Ah! I'll die. But all that to say. I think sometimes when I was struggling with sin or I was struggling with unbelief, because I went through this like crazy season of doubt where I was like, not even like doubt, like actual doubt, but just more like I just don't know anything. Like, is this true? Is the word true? Is this going on? And it wasn't like for me, I can never go back on my belief that like God exists. Like that just makes the most logical sense to me. I'm like, okay, that just makes so much sense to me. But just all the things in between were, like, not lining up in a way. And I just remember feeling like I couldn't go to church. I couldn't love people. And it's like, how ridiculous is that, that I'm, like, just because I'm struggling, that I'm not going to love somebody, that I'm not going to support somebody, that I'm not going to speak life into somebody. Man, we have to do that. So what I want you to do is I want you to say this, is just commit to investing in people. Commit to investing in people. Man, that is how you start caring about people. Because it's hard to care about something you haven't invested in. You know, honestly, that's why, I mean, anytime anyone's like, hey, you want to play poker? I'm like, what's the buy-in? They're like, oh, no, I don't have any money. I'm like, heck no. It's like, because then you're just going to play like an idiot. Man, when you put money in there, though, now all of a sudden it's intense because you're like, oh, shoot, I care about this. I put in $30. I was like, that's like that's like 10 barrel for a couple weeks. I'm in. no. Um, But, yeah, so if you're invested in something, if you're invested in people, guess what? You start to care about them. That kid I was telling you about, I wasn't invested in him. He starts showing up to my youth group. All of a sudden, I start actually caring about him. I start actually being like, man, okay, I'm so sorry that that happened with your dad. Tell me about that. Well, I'm like, well, I'm happy he's in jail. And I'm like, my heart's just breaking for this kid now. But if you don't invest in people, you will never care about them. I mean, do you know how often we, like, see horrible things on on the news or in, in the media, and we just go, oh, my gosh, it's terrible. And then we just go right back to our life. Heather showed me this picture in Puerto Rico, and it's just like devastation There's just awful. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's awful. But I'm not invested in it. And I'm never going to care about it unless I invest in it. Unless I start saying, like, I really care about this. How do we start investing? Pray. Man, people are always like, no, your prayers don't do them. I'm like, yeah, it motivates me to change. I actually believe that they do something. It's your good vibes and thoughts that don't really do a lot. Um, people are like, send good vibes to Haiti. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> Like, <laughs> good vibes. Like, oh, sweet. <laughs> and then someone in Haiti is just like, I feel the vibes. You know, like, how does that even work? So anytime anybody tells you, like, uh, uh, just your prayers do you nothing, I'm like, neither do your thoughts. Unless you're actually doing something, even posting, whatever. Um, but. I really believe that it motivates people to change. When I pray, it stirs me to action. It stirs other people to action. Do I believe that God is moving on our behalf? Yes. I'm like, Lord, hey, I pray I can't go, but Lord, send somebody. Man, if we all stopped praying that prayer, I wonder what would happen. Just curious. But commit to invest in people. God calls you to obedience to his plan, to his calling. And let me just say longevity and consistency are dying out in this generation. Especially in relationships, things get hard. We bail. They're not my friends anymore. They didn't like my post. Um, like I just think about like how quickly we bail on friendships, or we bail on difficult relationships. Um, and I'm not saying if you're here and you're in a, a manipulative or an abusive relationship, I'm not being like, yeah, stay in that. No, not at all. But I am saying the people that annoy you, that inconvenience you, that are difficult. How do you invest in them? How do you how do you care for them? Um, Ben, if you don't mind coming up here real quick, um, Ben's just going to play um, really just to, to set the mood um, as far as just being reflective and things like that more so than, um, you know, anything else. Um, but I uh, I just want you guys to think about this idea. Why should I care about people, about investing? them? I want to give you a chance to invest in somebody right now. Um, I think it's so important that We take moments and just the most practical ways to resolve to do something. Um, I don't know about you, but I always get good ideas all the time. I'm like, you know, we should do this in youth ministry. We should have a a buddy, you know, partner with everybody, you know. uh, You know, you you just have all these ideas or, oh, I should help this family in this way. Unless you resolve to do it, unless you say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to set a reminder. I have a reminder in my phone. It's been there for about five months now. Um, to go see Stacy, I don't know if Stacy's even here, um, at Dutch Bros. So I'm, I'm not forgetting that I have to do that. Um, I, I resolve to call my grandmother um, because she's, you know, 90 years old and by herself. Um, but I'm like, well, I should call her, that's great. And we, we check the box and feel good about ourselves for a bit, but we really have to make sure that we're pursuing that. So tonight, resolve to invest in people because people matter. People are the face and the image of God. And when you invest in somebody, and because you care about them and you love them, and here's the thing, we can't invest in everybody, right? Like, you can't, like, go around in your life and just pour out your soul to every single person you see on the street. Um, One, I think you would not even make it, like, down Bond Street downtown. Two, you just, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to watch out for our family, all those things, whatever. But you can invest in a few people. You can start that right now. And what I want to do is I want you guys just to take out your phones. If you have your phone, if you have notes, um, take take out notes. Um, Eddie, if somebody doesn't have a phone or, like, notepad or something like that, could you scrounge up some paper or pens or something? I'm pretty sure everybody, if you don't, just raise your hand. Eddie will hit you up. But hopefully you all have a phone. If not, we can take an offering, get you a phone right now. I mean, that's maybe an iPhone 4. I know it's not the best. I don't even know if it works anymore. I have one. You can it's in my Actually, it's my, my son's play thing, um, which is funny. Um, but I want you to just think about somebody um, in your life that you have their number, and maybe you don't, and that's okay. Um, but I just want you to write out a life-giving word of encouragement to invest in them. I just want you to write out something that even is just like could be a, could be a boss, could be a coworker, could be a pastor or a teacher. But I'm just going to ask that it's it's somebody outside of your normal circle. Um, if you're really feeling on your heart right now, like, no, I want to send a word to my friend, please do that. I'm not saying, like, I don't want to put any cap on that if you're feeling, you know. But I, I just want you to right now, even as just Ben's playing, we're going to take about the next five minutes. Um, just text something to somebody. Um, and it doesn't need to be super long. Um, it doesn't need to be something that's this long, drawn-out thing. But I'm just going to pray And ask that God would just put somebody in your mind of just like, who can I start to invest in? Who can I start to value? Um, Even if it's somebody you already invested in, um, that's okay. Um, But it could, yeah, like I said, it could be a teacher at your school, could be a pastor. um, It could be a a friend of yours, family member, whatever. But just somebody in this moment that you're like, man, I need to pour into them. Maybe they're struggling right now and just say, hey, um, I'm praying for you, I see you. Here are the things I see God doing in your life or here are the things about you that, um, I just really see as a, as, a, as a means for God to move powerfully in your life. Um, so let's do that. And I'll do it, too. Um, ben won't because he's playing. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, Ben. If you need help, I can, I can open up Siri and you can dictate or something. Um, Lord, we just come before you right now just acknowledging that people matter. God, they matter because wherever we go, there you are, Lord. You have given us. Your presence, your knowledge, God. And I just pray that right now we would resolve to invest in people because they, they, they are your image bearers, God. Lord, I would just pray that if anybody in here has a hard heart uh, or they we just need our mind changed, Lord. God, would you just teach us understanding, Lord, that we wouldn't just judge people, but, Lord, we would approach that saying, help me understand them, Lord. Help me. Help me minister to them. Help me speak life into them. Um, Lord, we just pray that, above all, that we would do what your word says and to love people, not repay back evil or inconvenient coffee weights, um, but, Lord, that we would really, truly invest in your image, God. So, God, just bless this time. Will this be a sacred time of us investing in people, pouring into people? Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Um, I'm going to take just a, a few minutes and I'll, I'll hop back on the mic and we'll pray out and, and end the service. But just take the next few minutes to type out a text to somebody. Um, if you don't have their number, just put it in your notes or write it down on a piece of paper. Um, and if you get done, send another one to somebody. Um, but let's just take next two, three minutes to do that.